In 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 21, the Apostle Paul cautions the church, Therefore, let no one boast in men. This is the topic in today's edition of Shi'ar Jeshub, coming from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing a sermon taught by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, in his series on Heavenly Authority. If you have missed prior programs in the series, you can catch them on our website at www.shiarjeshub.org, along with a library of radio programs and info on the church. Last time when we left off, Pastor had recounted a discussion he had had a number of years back with another believer who was fervently devoted to a nationally known minister. This man said he accepted, without question, whatever that minister taught. Here now is Pastor Greg. When you spoke to this fellow, this young fellow, his faith stood or fell with this minister. A couple of years later, this minister fell. It was a nationwide scandal, and he fell very hard. And I often wonder what happened to that man's faith because he was boasting in men and not in God. Very dangerous position. And, you know, a lot of times we'll look at uh, the Catholic Church and see the people that will follow the Pope and say, whatever the Pope says, it's got to be right. And as non-Catholics, we might, you know, kind of say, how can they do that? But it happens in all the churches to different degrees. There is not one denomination, one preacher. The Holy Spirit should guide us as we listen, as we study, as we read. There are many capable servants. Listen, pray. You belong to Jesus Christ. You follow his word and you pray in his spirit. And you can't go to the left or to the right. Your focus is straight ahead. For all things are yours and you are Christ's. And then in chapter 4, Paul gives the proper attitude toward authority. There is authority. There are positions. There are places that deserve respect and attention. We should seek where the Spirit is anointing, who is preaching the true Word of God according to the Scriptures. We should know and we should appreciate and recognize those who are servants of Jesus Christ. But here's the proper attitude. In chapter 4, verse 1, let a man so consider us. Paul's being very clear. How should we consider Paul? How should we consider Peter? How should we think of Apollos? Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ. They're servants. They're not masters. They're not rulers. Don't lord it over them like the rulers of the Gentiles, Jesus taught them servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. They have been entrusted, as it says in some translations, with the secret things of God. That's why we have this wonderful letter here, right? Paul wrote it. Really, the Spirit of God wrote it, but he used Paul to write it. They've been entrusted with the secret mysteries, the mysteries of God. And a steward, a servant, has to discharge, has to do that which their master, Jesus Christ, has told them to do, which is to preach the word. 
to tell the truth of what God has revealed to them. But they're servants, they're stewards. A steward was one employed in a large household or estate to manage the domestic concerns, to keep the accounts, to keep the record straight. They were educated servants who oversaw the other servants and kept the house running that the house would be whole, but they were still servants themselves. They were not the master. And that's what Paul and Cephas and Apollos are. They're stewards. They're master stewards. They're running this household. They're teaching God and trust to them. They're sharing to give the servants in the house the food at the proper time. But don't make a mistake. They are not the master. They are the stewards. They are the house managers. In Luke chapter 12, verse 42, And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward, whom his master will make ruler over his household, to give them their portion of food in due season? The steward who the master puts in charge of the household, to give them their portion of food in due season. What is the food? The Word of God. That's the primary thing they're called to do. They're entrusted with the mysteries of God, to give out the Word of God, not to put themselves in a tremendous political situation or power situation, but to minister entrusted with the Word of God. Blessed is that servant, verse 43, whom his master will find so doing when he comes. He's still a servant. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 4. Moreover, speaking about their stewardship, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. Now, here's a reference to those who are coming into the church and claiming to be something they're not. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful Verse 3, but with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by a human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself. For I know of nothing against myself, yet I am not justified by this. But he who judges me is the Lord. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. Then each one's praise will come from God. You have a situation here where people are looking for praise. They're looking for praise from men. When that creeps into the church, that's the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And in looking for the praise of men, they look to razzle-dazzle the people by their knowledge, by their teachings, to get a group to themselves. And Paul said, you can tell here when he says, it's a small thing with me that I should be judged by you. That, and you can, as you read on towards the bottom of chapter four, that there are some that are looking to um, put down what he's taught them. Now, even as they're saying, I am of Paul, I am of Cephas, I am of Apollos, there are those that are coming into the church that are putting down the basic teaching of the gospel. And Paul's saying here, it doesn't make a difference to me how you judge me. He's not doing this for the praise of humans. He's doing this as a steward of God. He doesn't have to answer to them. He has to answer to God. He knows where his loyalty lies. And really, in the end, at the judgment seat, we'll stand before the one 
who will judge the living and the dead, Jesus Christ, and all the petty things that go on in this world and those that seem so powerful and such position of influence that people want to get close to and get influenced with and praise because they're so mighty and they just love rubbing elbows with them, they'll seem like absolutely nothing because when you're speaking about eternity, unending days, right, and the sheep go into the kingdom and the goats go into the lake of burning fire, the only important person there is Jesus Christ. So Paul's not concerned what they think about him in the sense that he has to do what God wants him to do. And then the praise comes from God. He says, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. Very important. It's not enough to be called or recognized a steward. Someone could say the, the great right Reverend Jones, right? And everyone says, oh, he's a great steward of God. It's not enough to be called or recognized a steward. It's not enough even to be given a trust. People are called, many are called with a trust. You have to prove faithful with that trust. You have to act as Jesus desires his stewards to act and do what Jesus desires his stewards to do. If you're given a trust, you must be proved faithful. It's not enough to say, well, I have a title. That means nothing in the sight of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. Verse 3, but with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by any human court, any human day, literally. In fact, I do not even judge myself. Now, understand the context of what he's saying here. He's speaking about ministries, works of service, Jesus is the judge of what is his and what is not of him, what has been built with gold, what has been built with stubble. That's what he's speaking about here. And each has to answer to him. And our opinion can be unreliable. We can all too easily be self-satisfied. Now, Paul says here, for I know of nothing against myself. He believes he has discharged his trust and done what is right. Yet I am not justified by this. Ignorance of what we do. If, if we're sinning and we don't know it, it doesn't make us just. If we're doing something wrong, doesn't make us innocent if we don't know it. But he's saying here, I know nothing about myself. I don't even judge myself. I'm just doing what God wants me to do. He says, he who judges me is, what? Verse 4, the Lord. That's really the, the summary of this. Jesus will bring everything to judgment. That day will show it. He's the one we have to give account to. He is the judge of the living and the dead. He will judge each. He will, yes, even judge Paul and Peter and Moses and David. There is none that will not be judged by Jesus Christ. He is not adequate, Paul is saying, in himself to be the judge of himself. Sometimes we're a very poor judge of ourselves. Now, this is not to say, as some might twist it, that we're not to discern right from wrong or examine ourselves to repent from sin. Not at all, because if you go ahead in the letter and you look in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, when he speaks about the communion table and how important it is to discern the body and blood of the Lord as we go to the communion table and not to eat and drink in an unworthy manner in verse 29, then he says down in verse 31, for if we would, what, judge ourselves, we would not be judged. 
But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. So he is saying, obviously the Lord judges, the Lord disciplines us, but we should judge ourselves, discern right from wrong, know when we're doing wrong, that we might repent and not come under punishment or discipline. So when you go back to chapter 4 and he says, I know nothing against myself, yet I am not justified by this. In verse 3 he says, in fact, I do not even judge myself. He's not saying here, don't consider yourself. Don't examine yourself. Don't repent of sin. That's not what he's saying. He's speaking about here ministries and works, the work he's doing. He's trying to do it as best as God has showed him. And he's not concerned for them. He doesn't even trust himself as the ultimate judge. The Lord Jesus Christ is the judge, and he's trying to do his best, knowing that that doesn't justify him. Jesus Christ will bring it all to light. He will bring, that's why he says, therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels, the motives, some translations will say, of the hearts. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. Our church website again is www.shearjashub.org. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. You'll find information about our church, articles of faith, and directions to our 10 a.m. Sunday service in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. And please join us next time for another edition of Shi'ar Jashub.